had to be a great deal of preparation for such a party. Two days before the party, Laura and Ephna dressed Nicey and Sethany in their warmest clothes and took them to the woods to get the doll's Christmas tree. When they came home, they had tea to warm themselves and then decorated the tree with silver nutmegs and golden pears and bright balls of many colours. They made a paper chain and cornucopias and wound the tree round and round with tinsel. The day after gathering greens, the children's cousins arrived for the holidays. One of the cousins had a doll named Lucy, who was Sethony's and Nicey's best friend. She was taken to the spare room of Pumpkin House, where she and Nicey and Sethony spent a happy morning talking about many things. Dolls do talk, you know. In the afternoon, the dolls put on their aprons and came to the kitchen to help with the party preparations. There were cookies to be cut with thimbles, small pies to be rolled, a pan of tiny biscuits, and a small mould of jelly to be made. The dolls felt quite tired when everything was finally finished and put away. They went to bed in expectation of tomorrow. The dolls awoke to find three stockings hanging on the mantelpiece. They were filled with tiny presents and topped off with doll-sized candy canes. After opening their stockings, the dolls spent the day quietly until four, when they were washed, powdered and dressed in their best clothes. Laura cut a bouquet of rose geraniums for Sethany to hold and pinned some in her hair too. The dolls looked very beautiful. Lucy, Nicey and Sethony came downstairs as the tall clock struck half-past three. Dinner was to be served in the parlour of the Red House because there wasn't room in Pumpkin House for all the guests. Just three dolls had been invited as the dinner service was for six only. Their names were Henrietta, Meg and Trilby and they were waiting in the hall. All the dolls went in to dinner. What a delightful sight met their eyes. On one side of the room stood the doll's tree completely surrounded by presents. In the middle of the room was the breadboard spread with a lacy cloth. There were four candles in silver candlesticks and a centrepiece of geraniums and parsley. Tiny place cards told them where to sit. The boys of the family played butler and served the dinner. There were three courses beginning with soup and ending with ice cream and champagne in a doll-sized bottle only it was ginger ale. They all enjoyed themselves immensely. After dinner, the dolls sat about the tree and opened their presents. I couldn't possibly tell you all that they received, for that would take too long. By candlelight time, all was in readiness for the marionette show. The family was dressed in old-fashioned clothes. The children and dolls sat waiting for their guests. The first to arrive were Tedward and Edward Bear, Ethelie Elephant, Trilby and Mr Kitty. Then came Lily, Oliver Twist, Meg, Henrietta and several others. When everyone was assembled, the candles were blown out and the play, Little Red Riding Hood, began. Everyone had the best time. At least everyone but Trilby, who was sat upon for half the performance, and Mr Kitty, who fell to the floor in a fright at the sight of the wicked wolf. When the play was over, 
They ate cookies, and the children sang carols around the big Christmas tree. Then the guests went home, all but Effily, who was forgotten. He spent the night under the table and had an interesting discussion with some mice about cake crumbs compared to peanuts. In Pumpkin House, the dolls went to bed. I think, said Nicey, that Christmas is the most magic time of all the year. Not just for the pretty things you get, but for the feeling inside you of what a good place the world is to live in. I should know, for I have seen 110 Christmases. The End You've been listening to The Doll's Christmas by Tasha Tudor, narrated by Davina Porter. This work is copyrighted 1950 by Oxford University Press.